0: Good morning, good evening, and good day. You're listening to Drama Buds, an Anima podcast. So hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Drama Buds. This first impressions episode feels kind of pointless because I know my answer, I think you know what my answer is going to be, but to be honest, there was a, a time where I doubted if I would... Continue, Dr. Romantic 3. Like, I had serious doubts within the first four episodes. But, you know, uh, yeah, I'll I'll talk about the first ten episodes today, my thoughts so far, the good, the bad, the verdict we all know, but sure, I'll talk about that. So, Dr. Romantic 3, or Romantic Doctor Teacher Kim, Season 3, has the same PD as Extraordinary Attorney Wu, same writer as What Happens to My Family, and I've seen Han Sok Kyu in Recipe for Farewell, I've seen An Yosop in Business Proposal, I've seen Yi Song Kyung in Call It Love. Three dramas that I really enjoyed in the past year or so. And season three takes place three years after the second season. And Dr. Romantic has never had like a big plot in the first place. It's always like whatever comes through the... ER doors, (laughs) that's the plot for the day. But in general, they're dealing with the opening of the trauma center that Kim Sabu has been planning for years. They are dealing with a new director that was Kim Sabu's rival and of course has some, you know, power struggles with him and then questioning his principles and how he leads everyone in this hospital. And they're also dealing with new residents who are learning from Unje and Ujin. Yeah, as I mentioned, I'm talking about the first 10 episodes of the drama, so a little more than half. This isn't really first impressions, but actually, after watching episodes 7 to 9, I'm glad that I held off because I I have a lot to say. let's start with the good obviously this feels like coming home oh that's so sweet to say but you know watching this again seeing these characters again seeing unje and ujin you know Finally having a happy, cute relationship for themselves. Seeing Kim Sabu just being his usual Superman self and all the staff in the hospital working so hard, working together. It, it's just very homey, you know? And also seeing them deal with more crazy situations and still somehow coming out of it, saving as many lives as they can, oh, just warms the heart. Compared to, you know, the jump from season one to season two, which felt like a completely, you know, it it felt completely new. Season two to three is more more of the same thing. You knew you weren't going to adjust too much, really. Which is also a little bit concerning because if you don't have, you know, the complete... Hero's journey, the complete arc, starting from zero to a hundred with these characters. Like, what's gonna you know keep your attention? What's gonna keep your investment? But uh, so far, I think they've managed it well. Because we only have a few new characters, we spend less time here trying to convince... People of, you know, Doldum's whole shtick, the the humanism shtick, the working hard, doing everything you possibly could to save your patients thing. Like, back in season two, when our protagonists were new to the hospital, we spent a lot more time, you know, tackling humanism and everything because they're our protagonists they're how we move in in this world but now that we only have like side characters you know yeah they have some qualms with the humanism thing but after a while like whatever <laughs> it's either you're on board or you're not and obviously they're gonna be on board because that's how the show works and I've mentioned humanism right which has always been the core principle of everyone in Doldam just do everything you can for your patience. And for season one, I, I cannot speak much about season one. I really don't remember. But for season two, yeah, we, we questioned it a little bit. But Unje and Ujin, their lives were changed when they went to Doldam. When they found their purpose, when they were freed from like you know debts and anxieties and everything like Kim Sabu. His dedication to his patients, his dedication to teaching them, to helping them learn and and get on board with Doldam Humanism, that's what changed their lives and now they're so much happier. But in Season 3, we're now starting to question the extents of that humanism and the toll it has taken on the characters that we know and love. Uh, For example, Dr who's been a trauma surgeon with us since season one, you know, he's always kind of been in the background, like, oh yeah, the guy who's like perpetually stressed and sad that he can't you know, be with his family because they live in Seoul. In this season, we actually meet his child. His child goes all the way to the countryside to Doldam looking for Kim Sabu because, you know, her mother says that's the reason why her father never goes home. Kim Sabu is the reason why her father's always there in that faraway hospital helping people. And so, oh, we see that Yeah, Dr. Jong is saving a lot of lives, but you know, he's having problems at home. He's not as close with his seven-year-old child who he has barely seen in the past seven years because, you know, he can't take a break because he's so dedicated to his work. And then we also have uh, Sojin who is, my God, he is putting himself in danger over and over again for the sake of the patients, Because, you know, he's wearing a wristband that says, WWKSD, what would Kim Sabu do? Which is... I mean, I, I admire it a little bit, but also episodes 9 and 10 were very stressful. <laughs> very, very stressful and hard to watch. Like, oh my God, if you watched episode 10 fully with all, with all your attention on it, good for you because I I had to skip seeds because I didn't want to see the, the gory stuff happening. It, it was too much for me to handle personally. Anyway, Kim Sabu sees this. He sees what, his principle is doing to other people who, yeah, they, they believe in it. They believe in doing their very best for their patients, just like Kim Sabu does. And, you know, the humanism thing has also taken its toll on Kim Sabu. Like That was what season two was about, dismantling his whole Superman image. Like, he's not invulnerable anymore. And neither are the people who work with him. And now he's just seeing the effects of it on other people, not just himself. And I like that they're tackling that because if, you know, we were just on the camp of, yes, humanism, good, pragmatism, bad. We do everything for our patients, period. And that's, that's all that there is to it. If we did that for another season, I think thematically, I think it would be really boring because <laughs> like, okay, well, yeah, they're going to save the day because they're the good guys. But here it's like, yes, they're the good guys, but they're human too. You know, doctors are humans too. And going into season three, I'm just really happy that they didn't lose sight of the essence of this drama, right? It's about humanism. It's about seeing the doctors work together to save lives. They elevate the stakes. They question if it's always right to operate like this when it costs this much. Like physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, like they've faced lawsuits before. They're questioning the costs of how they do things while still continuing to do it because they still want to save as many lives as they can. Moving on to the kind of bad, you know guys, I've been burned before. I have been burned by the anticipation for the next season of a drama you loved so much. And yes, I'm talking about Hospital Playlist Season 2. Nothing will ever disappoint me. Nothing will ever hurt me as much as the disappointment of that second season where it felt like they lost sight of why we were here. Or, well, why I was here, okay? Because, yeah, if others wanted, you know, shippy, fan servicey stuff, then sure, you can have it. You enjoyed that season. But for me, I just wanted them to eat together, you know? I just wanted them to joke around. I didn't want any of the angst on every level, I didn't want all the useless ship scenes. I just, I just wanted the friendship. I wanted the flashbacks to their, you know, their med school days. Anyway, why am I talking about that? I'm talking about that because I, I also feared that Dr. Romantic 3 would lose sight of why we love the series. Because the first three, maybe four episodes, just were full of filler. There was so much filler. Like, okay, yeah, episodes one and two, yes, they were dealing with a big crazy case, as always, to introduce everyone again. That's great. But episode three was atrocious. Like, I remember distinctly checking the timestamp, and it was like 26 minutes in, the plot had not moved. They were showing where everyone was and callbacks to inside jokes or whatever that, that people knew from previous seasons. and And I realized, like, the plot had not moved in the past 30 minutes of this episode. And it lacked the urgency that season two had. I remember season two, if you look back at the first six episodes, that all happened within, I don't know, a week, two weeks, okay? It moved so crazy fast, but you didn't feel it. And that's what I loved about the drama. Along with, yeah, the character development and people, you know, learning about Kim Sabu's principles and being changed by it. And getting to know our new main leads, like, okay, we don't have that anymore. Yeah, we don't have new main leads to, to get to know. We only have these new characters, which, I mean, there are only a few of them, so I might as well comment on all of them because they're all kind of on varying degrees of, okay. Okay, first, Isonong played by ihong Hong, ne. actually, no problems with him. I, I love him. I liked him almost immediately because he acknowledged how much he was lacking. Like usually an incompetent character in a situation like this would really annoy me because my guy, we are saving lives here. You cannot be incompetent. But they kind of explained it well because he's trained as a medic. He doesn't have as much surgical experience as other residents. So, yeah, it makes sense that he's not as good as uh, you'd expect. But he works really hard. He tries, he he practices. You see him the moment he realizes like I'm struggling too much. He practices on it. So good for him. And he also has a great relationship with Cha Unje. Like we see Cha Unje as a mentor and she's great with him. She's so supportive and he's also so open to just trying, even if he's not sure, even if he's not confident. So I think he's doing great as a character on his own and he's also making Unje look even better as a character. Meanwhile, we have Zhang Donghua played by shin Yong. Oh, he's so annoying. I tried to have patience in the first few episodes, but he's really, he was so annoying in the first few episodes. He's getting a little, a little, just like a little bit better now, but ah, uh, whatever. The thing with Zhang Donghua is that I know where his story is going. Uh, he he wants, you know, work-life balance. When it's time out, it's time out. He wants to go home and play games. And that's just not how things work in Doldam, okay? We, we all know that he refuses to accept that. And obviously, he's gonna be changed by the end of this to, yes, adopt Doldam's mindset. We all know it's gonna happen. So I could have patience for him in that sense. Like, I know where your journey is going to go. It just needs to pace itself. That's fine. What's really annoying about him is how hostile and antagonistic he is to all the characters. At the start, Ujin was kind of his mentor because they're both GS. So he's always butting heads with Ujin. And Ujin is also equally hard on him. Like, he doesn't take any of his crap. And I get it. Yeah, I get that you want to call out the disrespect. But it's also just, it's not fun. It makes both of them look bad versus you know Unje and Sonung's very peaceful and happy relationship. Donghwa and Ujin, yeah, it was not fun. Although it did get better over time, and now his concern for Ujin, you oh, know, feels earned over time because Donghwa got better as a surgeon. Ujin would compliment him more, and now yeah, you know. Once again, you can tell where the journey is going. It's just being in the journey. He's annoying. And then he's also antagonistic to Untak for some reason because he likes Arum. But we all know nothing's going to happen there. So yeah, he's just being antagonistic to Untak. It, it's not pleasant. So he's just not pleasant to be around. And he's also antagonistic to Kim Sabu. Like He just wants to come after everyone. And so, oh my god, dude, shut up. <laughs> you have so few redeeming qualities right now. Shut up. I haven't developed enough fondness for him to be like, oh yeah, he's just the way he is. That's fine. I haven't developed the fondness. I just have understanding. So, yeah, Dongwa is whatever. He, we'll just let him be. And now, Cha Jin Man. Okay, I I could not figure out how they were positioning Cha Jin Man. That's my main problem with him. I don't know where they're going with him. Because, okay, he sees Kim Sabu as a rival. Just like Park Min Gook did last season, right? But he's brought here to help. Unlike President Park, who was brought there to bring Kim Sabu down. And then Cha Jin Man is also... Unje's dad. And although she's not close with him, she loves and respects him. Okay. So I feel like we as the audience were supposed to feel that fondness, we're supposed to feel the warmth in their interactions and how, you know, they're finally interacting again as father and daughter. So I'm just I'm not feeling that warmth. Now, okay, um, traditionally we'd think of him as okay, the antagonist of the season. However, I don't think he's an antagonist because they're not going all the way, right? He's like half an antagonist, half we don't know if he's our ally. In comparison to President Park from season two, who was a very effective antagonist because yeah, he was put there by by the original big bad from season one. He was put there to mess around with Kim Sabu and change how to run Doldam Hospital. More importantly, there was a petty personal side involved because he has this insecurity or this complex comparing himself to Kim Sabu who he witnessed in an emergency situation like doing the absolute most going above and beyond for people for patients while President Park or Park Gook ran away, saved himself. So he's always felt insecure because am I less of a doctor? All of my knowledge and skills and achievements and prestige and my position, am I still worthless compared to you because you, you are willing to go that extra mile for your patients? Am I less than you because of that? Like, ah. Oh, The internal struggle was, you know, kind of the undercurrent of all his actions, which I felt just made him so compelling to me as a character. Now, Cha Jin Man, on the other hand, I don't think he has any personal conviction when he contradicts Kim Sabu. Like, he's just, you know, he's pragmatic. That's it. You know, it, it doesn't make money. It doesn't make sense to do this. Or, yeah, you're tiring your doctors out. Or we can't do anything for that patient. Why would we risk a lawsuit and then sacrifice our doctors for the sake of, no, we have to try. We have to try. Like, okay, he's pragmatic. But I, I just feel like the patients and the cases themselves are already questioning the the humanism of Kim Sabu and Doldam. The cases in themselves don't need him like he's not necessary to up the stakes or to raise the tension he's just not necessary and then okay if if we're not positioning him as an antagonist uh we're positioning him as someone who will help kim sabu now that we all know his condition is worsening well episode 10 just revealed that he's not even the most important guy in kim sabu's mind He's just Plan B. Kim Sabu's gonna call Kang Dong-ju and then others to to help him out in the hospital. So if he's not like a major ally, what's his role now? You know? And why am I picking on this? Like why am I so, why am I so mad at this? It's because. Yeah, I mean, that guy, you know, if this character had to exist and that guy had to be cast, I want the writing to convince me that this character is absolutely necessary and this person really had to show up in this series. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But hey, you know what? This season is getting better and better. Like, I had doubts in episodes 1 to 4, but 5 and 6 were good. 7 and 8? Yeah, we're getting a little crazy here. Uh, This is definitely Grey's Anatomy- season 8 finale or something I swear there's a Grey's Anatomy season finale that that had this exact plot line and yeah episode 9 and 10 almost too much almost too crazy but we'll see where it goes and you know I'd prefer a show that gets better over the weeks instead of something that starts out so great and just progressively gets worse I'll I'll take this I'm okay with this So that's it for me today. Verdict is, uh, needless to say, I'm finishing it, obviously. um, Although I'm, yeah, I'm not as invested here as I was in Season 2. Although, you know, that could be because I binged Season 2. So, yeah, th- that could be a factor. But, you know, I care enough and I'm entertained and stressed enough <laughs> to keep going. And I, I want to know what happens to them. I, I do like these characters and the world that they built. I like it a lot. Uh, last week, they teased the Kang dong cameo and it's like, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, bring back Yun So-jong. Bring back Kim ye character, her cameo from season one. Bring them back. Okay, they're the cameos that matter. I hate Kang dong He's literally the last character I wanted to appear on this show again. But yeah, please... Please Yun Sojong, please Soyunjin, you've been resting for so long. Also Yuki Mesu, please, please show up. That's mostly what I care about. And also, yeah, what's gonna happen to Ujin and Unje? And yeah, I just, I just want to know what's gonna happen. I'm, I love this show a lot. Season 2 was just a little too close to perfect. So hard to live up to that. But, you know, that doesn't mean it's bad. And I'm hopeful, I I have a little faith in this writer that they can continue to, you know, raise the stakes, make it feel intense, make it fun, and still make us love these characters somehow. So, yeah, I think that's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to leave a comment, like, subscribe, follow, and tell me what you thought about today's episode. See you soon!